everybody, welcome back to Next Gen Politics. I'm Olivia. I'm Neha. I'm Arishi. And today we're going to give you a play-by-play of all the 2020 candidates on the issue of climate change. So if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that climate change is one of the most important issues for us, and probably for a lot of you, so we thought we'd go more in depth on the candidates. So the order in which we're going to talk about them is going to be from the lowest to the highest ranking by Greenpeace, which is a climate activism organization. We don't necessarily agree with these rankings um, on every level, but we just thought it'd be kind of interesting to go from like lowest to highest since besides the rankings, that's generally how we would rank them. <laughs> yeah, and we'll explain when we disagree and why. Yeah. To briefly go over how they're scored, so there's some context for that, so 50% of the points that a candidate can get comes from their position on saying no to fossil fuels, and the other 50% comes from support of a Green New Deal. And when we talk about the specific candidates, you'll understand why. We're not saying that this is the test that we would necessarily agree with. This is just how they were ranked. Okay, let's get into it. First candidate. First candidate is Joe Biden. Joe Biden received a D- minus from Greenpeace. A quote that we like to refer to when we talk about Biden's position on climate change is that he said the first step is beating Trump. So that can show you just about how much he has in mind to do with climate change. He has about two sentences on his website about it, doesn't discuss any solutions. He basically is like, climate change is a problem. He does not address like systemic inequality and climate change, has not publicly supported the Green New Deal, and has not pledged to take no fossil fuel. So basically, Joe Biden is not the best candidate for climate change, and we do agree with Greenpeace's rating. Not only is he not the best, he's also the worst. <laughs> well, besides Trump. But besides Trump. Next candidate receiving a D-plus is Andrew Yang. So a big reason for his low rating is that he's very like pro-business, he's a capitalist, and capitalism does have a lot to do with the reason that the climate is changing. He does have a climate section on his page, but he does isolate his top three priorities. Climate change is not one of them. His whole big idea is to invest in carbon capture and like similar technologies, but the main problem with these schemes are that these technologies are untested and their efficiency just can't be proven. So we don't really know if his plans are actually gonna work. He wants to get rid of tax breaks for fossil fuel companies. He wants to tax emissions, reform the EPA. Bottom line with him is it's not his priority. He has some ideas that could work, but he's still very pro-development and he's his main plan just isn't proven. Next candidate is Kamala Harris. She got a C- from Greenpeace. Uh, she just has very vague language on her uh, website on the issues. It's just very flowery language. The website looks great, so kudos to the graphic designer. But um, there's just really nothing said. Uh, she hits modernizing infrastructure, accelerating the spread of electric vehicles, solar panels, and wind turbines, and making bold investments in innovative technologies to build a carbon-free future, whatever that means. It's just really vague stuff that doesn't necessarily <laughs> help climate change. It just kind of slaps a fancy band-aid on it, and it's not really a real promise to do anything about it, nor is there a plan. <laughs> I mean, she does support a Green New Deal, but, like, it's just she hasn't really made a plan of her own yet. Yeah, kind of our views on that, I would say, is that unless you co-sponsored the Green New Deal, 
we kind of expect a plan besides saying you support the Green New Deal because support of the Green New Deal and implementation of its policies are two separate things, which is kind of another flaw we found in the in Greenpeace's rankings, just because like we want to see a little bit, or us personally, we want to see more commitment than supporting the Green New Deal. Okay, so next is Pete Buttigieg, who received a C. So he does support the Green New Deal again, but how much can that really do? Um, I would honestly describe what he's talking about, like his website blurb is like a dumbed down version of Bernie's website blurb. It's like Green New Deal and then he says recommit to Paris, decarbonize transportation, rural resilience, energy efficient homes, technology, all of that. It's like the dumb version of Bernie's great plan. Yeah. Um, um, so it's a little bit lackluster. It was like a paragraph and it was under the category of security. Yeah. <laughs> security. I mean, especially in comparison to somebody like Beto, it's really lacking. Yeah, I think Beto, well, he's next up, but I think him along with Tulsi and some other guys are much stronger and that kind of requires everyone else to step up and not everyone has done that yet. So moving into Beto, who got a B- minus from Greenpeace, I think the three of us would refute that and give him a bit higher than that. But let's get into that. So, he wants to rejoin Paris, obviously, accelerate zero emission vehicles, raise the fuel economy standards, which is something that the EPA needs to be doing and isn't now, and also wants net zero carbon budget by 2030. And then the next, his is kind of like a four-pronged plan. So the next part has a lot to do with infrastructure, and that's just like having, investing in new infrastructure that cuts pollution and emissions, which boosts the economy and jobs inadvertently. Gotta make the Republicans happy if you're from Texas. Um, he wants some climate change tax incentives in order to like accelerate new, cleaner technology because that stuff is like budding, but it's not really coming into play because it's like expensive and it takes time and he would, I guess, allocate more money to that. And more innovation in like fields like energy, water, agriculture, agriculture, industry, etc. So then a big part of his plan, which I think all of us really support as well, is that his, he recognizes how climate change like disparately affects poor people and minorities and with that, he proposes like several grants for like housing to close the affordable housing gap thing that exists right now, transportation grants, public health, etc. Just to like fix what climate change has done, not only like to the environment but also to society. He also has a net zero emissions by 2050 promise. He also wants to spend more money to aid those who are affected by the extreme weather that climate change causes, like hurricanes, fires, flooding. He does support the Green New Deal as well, and he's also signed the No Fossil Fuel Money Pledge. So all around, he has like a pretty solid plan. He's pretty high up on our list of like solid plans for combating climate change. Yeah, I mean, he just seems like a very detailed person. Uh, that's not something you see a lot. I encourage everybody who's listening to just kind of visit all of these candidates' websites and really see what they have to say. It's extremely surprising when you come across a candidate like Beto having such a detailed and long <laughs> plan, you know? I mean, this is extremely boiled down, but it was still, like, I mean, that's a really, like, a lot of information. Yeah, especially if you're interested, I recommend reading all of their pages, but especially his, because he really, you can tell a lot of, like, research 
went into this, yes, and it's, it's actually same. practical, and that's what everyone needs to be doing, and it's yeah. not happening. Mm-hmm. So next on the list is Tulsi Gabbard. She received a B from Greenpeace. So I think that something she's done that's really extraordinary is introduced the OFF Fossil Fuel Act for a Better Future, and this has received the support of like many climate organizations. Somewhere I read, I think it was upwards of 400, which is like insane. And this is like her act. So it's not just her like sponsoring the Green New Deal. It's like her own act. And it sort of outlines that the U.S. should transition to 100% clean and renewable energy by 2035. And with this and other things she's done while currently serving in Congress, she just has a really good track record of like, voting for plans that will stop and like help with climate change especially like her own act is like being supported by tons of people so like she's doing something that is her own and not just like i'm gonna support the green new deal because why not and it'll get me numbers like (laughs) she actually has a plan and a reason why greenpeace i think bumped her down a little bit was because she's a little bit hesitant in support of the green new deal which the one thing she dislikes about it is because it's because it has a whole like open door to nuclear energy. The thing is, nuclear energy can be very efficient, but her reservation with that is that it doesn't really have a solution to the nuclear waste, which is a huge pollutant. And I think that's a very important point because not a lot, like nobody has really brought that up besides her. And nuclear waste is such a huge pollutant. And Greenpeace says she's vague on the support of the Green New Deal because of that. But I think her reservations of, like, the whole nuclear power portion of it is very valid because nobody really has a plan on what to do with the nuclear waste. Yeah, I think it's strange that Greenpeace bumped her down for caring more about the environment (laughs) than the Green New Deal does. I guess that's the flaw with the Green New Deal, like, standard because there's obviously better plans out there. Yeah, I think that, like, just saying, like, whether you support the Green New Deal or not, like, that is enough, or even the standard for a good climate plan, that's just totally flawed. It is an okay plan. Yeah. (laughs) I think, like, bare minimum, yeah, you can support the Green New Deal, but I think it's completely valid to have reservations about it, especially with, like, nuclear waste. Like, that is a huge issue, and you don't see anyone talking about it but her. And there's definitely things that other candidates have talked about that aren't even in the Green New Deal, so that's kind of a basis, and I think candidates like that should only be bumped up, not down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next on the list is Gillibrand. She received a B from Greenpeace. My thing is, climate change is not on her priorities of her issue page. Like, she has a section clearly, like, titled Priorities, and climate change is not on there. So, that leaves me a little bit wary of Greenpeace's rating, but she does, like, explicitly, she's like, I fully support the Green New Deal, she, like, sponsored it or whatever, but, like, that's not really enough. She doesn't have her own plan. Like, just because in, like, her rhetoric, she's like, I fully support the Green New Deal, like, that doesn't mean she really has, like, all the stuff going for she has like the basic like carbon tax like cap and trade like let's limit fossil fuel exports and end fossil fuel subsidies but like it's not all that unique and nothing is really like uniquely hers and she doesn't really seem to prioritize it that's about it with her not much okay next bernie so his website it isn't as detailed as beto's uh he does have very clear bullet points he tells you what he's gonna do which i appreciate um, his whole thing is he's pro-Green New Deal, um, he's, he really wants to focus on infrastructure, 
um, reducing carbon emissions of public transport. I think that that's really interesting, and it's been ignored by a lot of candidates, the whole public transport aspect, and I respect that. Um, And he has a lot of stuff that he wants to ban. It's really ambitious. Um, He wants to ban fracking, wants to ban new fossil fuel infrastructure, ban fossil fuel leases on public lands, ban the export of natural gas, coal, and crude oil. So that is a lot of stuff that he wants to get rid of. Um, Pretty intense. We'll see if he can, you know, show us how he's going to do that. Um, I'd appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only thing that I, like, have with the public transport thing is that's a lot, like, largely, like, the state, like, municipalities and, like, localities are the ones who are going to need to be spearheading public transport. Like, in Nashville, like, a couple of years ago, like, transit plan just, like, got struck down. Like, people aren't really open to it, but I think that, like, by Bernie talking about it, people might start to be more open to it. It's just, like, it seems a little hypocritical because people are, like, $5 billion for Amazon to come to Nashville. $150 million for public transport? Nope. Like, yeah. it's just their priorities are all I, twisted. I know how he would go after that, but I really hope that he does just because... It's a huge, like, economic issue, and... Yeah, I know with the transport, for Beto, when I was reading his website, his plan was giving grants to states, localities, and stuff, and not only just for transportation, but also for housing, public mm-hmm. health, etc., which I think is something that... I mean, I don't think Bernie mentioned, but I could see him doing. Yeah, so if Beto gives money to those municipalities, it just kind of depends on how corrupt your uh, city government is, so... <laughs> pretty much local elections matter the highest ranked candidate of the major ones is cory booker he also has a b plus and his main points i mean he co-sponsored the green new deal and fully supports it and plans on implementing which is a distinction that some candidates have not made between support and like willingness and like ability to implement so that's good he talks a lot about the EPA and, like, the federal government's role in this, which is he said, like, I mean, we all know that EPA is super messed up right now, but he definitely wants... (laughs) Yeah. He definitely wants to strengthen that. Um, Specific things would include, like, enforcing the Safe Drinking Water Act, doubling fees on coal mine operators, things like that that would just, like, punish those that admit carbon and other fossil fuels so another part he's like recently talked a lot about environmental justice and how that's one of his top issues and that comes kind of from the recognition of the intersectionality of climate change and how it's affecting like especially poor people and racial minorities so he hasn't really given much to combat that but he's definitely talked about how it's an issue so maybe he'll release more about it later. So Tulsi is my top candidate, but I'm just going to say for this issue, I'm going to say Beto. Um, he's has a more detailed plan on it. Um, if Tulsi releases more detailed plan and I like it better, then I'll go for that. Um, but Beto, he's just kind of went above and beyond, kind of set the standard for that type of thing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Beto is my top candidate, but I think Tulsi does come in second for us because like what really I like about it is that she introduced an act in Congress the fossil fuels act for a better future 
and like she recognizes the flaws within the Green New Deal but still supports the concept of it. I think recognizing the flaws in it and having a plan to fix that is something that she's doing and I really admire that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably wondering why nobody has received an A. Well, actually, we do have one candidate got an A minus. His name's Jay Inslee. He gets an honorable mention because he's not really on the main stage of candidates, we can say. But he does primarily run on a climate platform. And I guess we can all hope that a lot of his ideas get incorporated by other major candidates. And as debates in the race continues, we can shift towards like more action and more detail in climate policy from all the candidates we've talked about. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Next Gen Politics. Uh, We really enjoyed talking about this topic. Um, If you have a topic that you really want us to do, a on the issues for the candidates for, then just hit us up at Next Gen Politics on Next Gen Politics Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Olivia Hoffman, Arushi Mehta, and Neha Mehta. The outro music was written and produced by Lee Leslie.